the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the show, as always. Uh, our show is all about saving money and building up wealth and understanding the world today. Our motto in philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. So, so uh, you do that first by uh, starting out putting away money in your in your company plan, and you just build it up slowly over time until you have enough to retire. And during that time, you, every time you put away the money in your four hundred one k plan, you get a tax deduction, uh, which means you get some money back at the end of the year, uh, and uh, the money grows tax free until you take the money out. Uh, and then at that point in time, you, you typically you're at a lower tax bracket for retirement. If in some cases people use a Roth IRA, you don't get the tax deduction there, uh, but but you, you do get the tax free growth. And then when you take the money out for retirement, it, it, you can take it out tax free. So that that's a that's a pretty good one there as well. Uh, you know, it just depends on what your tax bracket is. Uh, if you've got a lot of deductions or something, maybe you go with the, with the Roth because you don't need the deductions, uh, Roth 401k uh, or, or program. Or if you need the deductions, you go with the 401k. 401k plan is generally the best. This is income-based savings. This is how you build up wealth. We always talk about this at the start of the show to help you out and, and to understand the world today. We've got a lot to talk about in the show. Again, very fast-moving world. world is changing. Uh, there's a lot of, of, of cross-currents in here now. We're going to try to bring some of these, these things that are happening and to kind of break them down so you can understand them in a simple way uh, in, in the world today. And right now, there, there's an enormous amount of of uncertainty out there, and, and really unlike any time I've, I've really ever seen overall. And, and, and what it really appears to be coming from is is it, we're, we're dealing it with a so, uh, a, 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 a so much more complex world, and at the same time, uh, the 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 establishment is trying to, you know, the Biden administration, they're trying to create this illusion that, that, that things are great and there's nothing to see, the inflation's under control. So they're always watching the stock market, they're always watching inflation numbers, they're always watching everything else, trying to manipulate them to create this image for you to think that everything is great, 
when it when it's really not. And so, you know, 20, 20 years ago when we said a lot of this stuff, I mean, people didn't believe it, and uh, and, and, and policymakers didn't believe it. But now that you know, the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, uh, the you know, the, uh, the the Treasury's uh, uh, markets team, uh, the Federal Reserve's market team, the Treasury's market teams. I mean, they're running all types of, of scenarios, so it makes it much, much more complicated. What's going to happen is eventually going to happen. It's been delayed and pushed back, and things are changing. But, but, but what what it is is what it is. This is what you know, we have inflation. Is inflation going back to two percent? No, it, it's it it, it it's completely. Uh, you know, ridiculous. Uh, some of the stuff they're coming up with. They, you know, they they spend money. They had this theory that would that uh, called modern monetary theory (MMT). The Democrats came up with that. Look, you can spend as much money as you want, and there will be no inflation. If there's inflation, you raise taxes. It it, it met with abject failure. Uh, inflation hit, I think, for up nine point two percent here uh, earlier this year. Uh, it's just a complete disastrous for, for working people in this country. People are still suffering, and now we're, we're being led to believe that it's all going down. And, uh, and yes, inflation's going down. And one of the big fallacies, oh, inflation's dropped to, to you know, to three and a half or four percent. Oh, this is great. Prices prices are not go. That does not mean prices are going down. That means they're only going up at three percent. It, it it it's almost like it's a higher plateau. So for inflation for inflation to go away, that means they have to go back. And understand, this is a fundamentally different inflation. We're going to explain some of the reasons why we're dealing with it here in a minute. That it's in the past. In the past, it's been commodity inflation where oil goes up. Oil's at $50, it goes to $100, okay, inflation goes up, oh no, disaster, everyone puts puts surcharges on, raises prices, then oil goes back down to $50, and, and then they just, the prices go back down to where, that's not going to happen in the future, when you're printing massive amounts of money, uh, it, you're, you're just, you're the money supply, you know, our debt level is up, uh, it's it's up about twenty nine percent since the pandemic. It, 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 this money has to go somewhere, and, and and we're spending a lot of money. And so, what I want to do is, excuse me, try to help you understand. We we just sent out our most me- recent max out savings report on this, which is a free report we send to the listeners of the show. We we try to take complex issues and make them pretty simple out there, and we've been doing this for a long time, and, and, and really bringing really, uh, I, I think, really good stuff. We try to get you ahead of, of what's happening. We try to get you to understand the world today, and, and not and, and, and kind of break out of the narrative you know, the, 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 of, of, of the mainstream media of, of this is what's happening, because you know, they want to try to create this illusion that everything is wonderful, and, and so we try to We'll understand what's really going on in the world. It, it, and the title of our Max Out Savings Report, and by the way, if, if you didn't get it, check your junk file. Sometimes it's in there. But uh, it went out on the, the, the 29th a couple days ago. Uh, it was three wars. It, and I think this is important. I think this is important to understand why are we in this world today? Why do we have inflation? And one of the things that the government has decided they can spend as the Biden administration believes they can spend as much money as they want. They they have to kind of deal with the Republicans. 
but, but truthfully, uh, the Republicans are pathetic. I mean, we had the House, the Senate under under uh, Donald Trump, and you know uh, the adults in the room in Congress, uh, Paul Ryan and company, stepped up to the plate. And what they did was is we, we didn't get our wall, the, the wall put in place. We didn't get a lot of things we needed done because they were trying to control Donald Trump. And then here comes Joe Biden, and, and the Republicans get completely rolled by Joe Biden, and the spending has been enormous. It, 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 unlike anything we've seen since World War II in spending. Now, Trump had huge spending, but keep in mind, we're fighting the first, the, the, the first pandemic in 100 years that shut down the economy. That was a true emergency, and you know you got to do what you got to do at the time. But once it was over, rather than ramping spending back down like we did after World War II, they just figured, hey, we'll keep spending. And so what we have to understand today, it's, it's a fundamentally different world. It's, it's more akin to really closer to World War II. We're fighting three wars at the same time. And like, Ted, what are you talking about? Okay, let me explain this. What we got is the first is the Russia-Ukraine war. The, it, the United States has, has been heavily involved in this. To be look, we're not sending troops in. Okay, I want to be clear. So we're not at war, but we're sending in munitions, armament, planes, tanks, whatever they need. We're supplying them all types of intelligence. Our satellites are flying all over the place. You know, giving them the real time information. Uh, but we're not using troops, so it's kind of like. The King George, if he had just sent the Hessians over to the United States to attack us during the, uh, the, the during the war for in, in the revolution in the United States, England would have never been at war with us because he used German troops instead. But it, that's another story. Uh, you know, we, we've been a huge critic of, of the war in the Ukraine. We think it was a badly thought out policy. We were horrified by by the sanctions because we understood that this was going to lead to the breakdown of the U.S. dollar financial system and the creation of an alternative. We knew it right away because no country, the rest of the world couldn't couldn't have a situation where the U.S. dictated everything in their lives, and if they didn't, they would be kicked out of the SWIFT system, or they would have their, their, their assets confiscated by the Federal Reserve and the central banks. And so as soon as this happened, that was going to be the ultimate outcome, which we saw here recently with the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, has uh, increased to 11, the BRICS 11, which we'll discuss later in the show, and they're looking at an alternative financial system. So, But we're, we're, we're pouring in munitions, we're pouring in tanks, planes. We're drawing down so much of our munitions that, that we're having to open up new factories in the United States to do it. Every, I mean, every other day, you know, Barack Obama, I mean, uh, uh, Joe Biden sending another $5 billion in, another $250 billion, another $20 billion. You know, they just keep pouring money in and emptying out the United States uh, reserves in case the United States is attacked itself. And so we have to rebuild those munitions. We have to rebuild all the, all the, the drones. We have to rebuild the missiles. We have to rebuild the tanks. We have to rebuild the planes. Everything, we, we, we need just huge amounts of of, of capacity rebuilding. So that that is war spending. That is additional spending we have. And more importantly, in a reasonably hot economy, we're having to scramble to get people to sit there and, and get this stuff built. The second war is the war with China. 
Okay, now, we're not in a hot war with China. We're in a cyber war with China. We're in a trade war with China. We're, we're, we're in a policy war with China. China's opening up a, a new alternative financial system because of the Ukraine war. So the United States is going, we have to decouple from China. They're encouraging companies to get out of China. They're encouraging companies to have alternative supplies to China. And, it, it, and if you don't believe these, these big companies haven't been talked to by, by, by the Treasury or by the, by the government on this issue, you're kidding himself. So companies are all bringing their, they're reshoring their manufacturing, quite frankly, that China has been stealing for years from us. They're bringing it back to the United States of America. So this, this, this is bringing back uh, factories here. We're seeing the, the, the different uh, semiconductor plants. We're seeing all types of plants and equipment brought back here, brought back to Mexico, in some cases Vietnam. A lot of stuff in Vietnam, basically they, quote, build the factory in Vietnam to produce the thing. And somehow, you know, container loads of the same thing comes in from China and they slap a Vietnam label on it. They ship it to us. But that's another story. But but, but we're, we're getting the reshoring back to the United States. Companies are looking at their supply chain issues, you know, at the, at, during COVID. I mean, we were the first people to talk about supply chain issues coming from China, uh, on the show. I mean, we, we bring, the, we bring this stuff to you ahead of everybody else. And so, so, so with China, we, we have to bring back, that requires a lot of spending. So, 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 so that's happening. And then the third, the third war is is Ted. What, what, what's the third war? Well, the third war is the climate war. Okay, Joe Biden. They've debated in the White House whether to, decline, to declare a climate emergency. They finally they decided not to do that. But but of all the three things we talk, the most money, the, 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 the World War II type of spending levels is going into climate, and so massive amounts of 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 of, of federal spending of federal loans, of, of tax credits, of all types of things are pouring in, 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 in for everything from hydrogen to, uh, to uh, uh, batteries to uh, electric cars. Enormous amounts of spending are going in. And, and so this is, this, is, this is an enormous amount of spending that, that we're doing. And, 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 and to give you some ideas of what we're talking about is, you know, we're, we're talking about the, uh, the, the infrastructure uh, Act uh, the that that thing was about a trillion dollar, a little under a trillion dollar bill. Okay, the the Chips Act, which was to bring back the semiconductors uh, to the United States, was two hundred and eighty billion dollars, and then about eight hundred billion dollars uh, for his quote the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, so we're talking two trillion dollars worth of spending over the future here. Now, it's all not right away, but a lot a lot of it's coming in in the next couple of years. And keep it, we have about a 20, 20-something trillion dollar economy. So this is enormous amounts of high-tech, high, highly qualified uh, military, uh, in, uh, industrial, uh, scientific spending at, at a high level. And, 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 and this, all of this stuff is, is going to be inflationary. I mean, the, the idea that we're going to have inflation going down 
be, you know, be, because uh, because inflation's going down. Have they look? There's going to be a strike. There's going to be a strike coming up at the automakers here in the fall. The 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 film the, the the actors and film people are on strike. The writers are on strike. The UPS went on strike. The pilots at at, at was it Delta and United. One of those that got like a thirty five percent raise. The huge huge raises are coming through the system. And if people see all those pe- people getting raises, then they're going to want raises too. So the inflation is going to continue. Now we're going to explain to this where this what more about this and where this is going to go after this quick break right here on the max out savings show the max out savings show with ted gioca is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070 ted gioca will return after these messages Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, we're talking about the uh, the the, uh, the, uh, the the three wars and how they're affecting the world today. I'm going to expand upon this, but tell you, let's take a quick call from Charles. Morning, Charles. How are you doing? Ted, I had a I had a question to ask regarding uh, uh, converting 401ks to Roth IRAs, and the question is is at what age do you think it would not be appropriate to convert a Roth 401k to, I mean, I'm sorry, a regular 401k to a Roth IRA? 
because you have to consider number one uh you know you can't touch the money for five years and then number two and here's i guess maybe this would be a follow-up follow-up question in in the case of your clients what type of return do you think the stock market is going to deliver for the next say 10 years or so um based on the total debt and all that i know that's kind of a loaded question but but to answer the first question, I guess that's you got a couple of considerations there. So I was just wondering, at what at what age would it not make sense to convert a four hundred one k and just go about and you know to a Roth IRA? You know, that, that's interesting because you have to pick, remember you have to pay taxes on, on the funds and. Uh, and what that's going to do is, is you have to have, you know, if you sit there and uh, let's say you're 90 years old and, and you do this and you convert to a Roth and you pay the taxes and it costs you 25, you know, 30, you know, it's be pretty high numbers with some people, say 25 percent. And, 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 you know, you're, you're not going to make that up in time. Uh, right. The uh, the the. A couple things. The five-year rule doesn't apply till after once you're after fifty-nine and a half. So if you're at retirement, you can do it. It, it. And sometimes it might be better to wait until you retire when your income goes down, and then make the conversion at that point in time, so it's at a lower tax bracket. Because I remember, that, I thought it, the five-year rule applied regardless of whether, no matter the age. I thought that once you converted, you couldn't you couldn't withdraw that money tax-free. Uh, for five years. No, that, according to my sources, that it, 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 it's it's it does not apply if if you're taking a withdrawal after age fifty nine and a half after after you retired fifty nine and a oh, half. Oh, really? Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. I thought that uh, I thought regardless of of the age that if you converted to a a Roth IRA. And let's say you were older than fifty nine, that you still had a you still had that five year rule that you had to go with. But well, regardless of that, I mean that that, that can be verified. But I, I guess the question and, and and that you hit on it is, you have to make up. You pay all that tax, and then if you want to try to make up for that, you know you're expecting returns in the market after that to deliver. You know all of that money that you paid. I, I don't know. You know you got to have so much, so many years ahead of you, and that's what I'm saying. There's got to be. I've yeah, heard seventy yeah. years old is kind of like if you're seventy or above, then don't even think about converting over. But I don't know if that's a good rule of thumb or not. So now, I, I think look, it, 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 a couple things. Go, going back to, to that uh, five year, I'm, I'm getting two different answers on that. So we, we need to double check that and see. Uh, uh, I, I will get back or try to put something out on that subject uh, okay. because I'm getting two different answers on that. But but I, I think to, to, to point on this is the average person, they, they have about a 50% chance that one of them, a married couple, lives to over 90. And so even at 70, you're talking 20 years. It's a little tougher at 70 if your health is in real good shape. If you, you know, you and your wife are in good shape at 70. You know, I think you can do the conversions a little later. Uh, but, but you have to understand, you're going to pay the taxes on it. And then the question is, how long th- does it take you to make that up? And I think right, that's the right. real key. And that's and the then key. Yeah. Because the thing of it is, if the market only delivers 2% returns, it's going to be a very long time for you to recover that money, right? Yes, yeah. And the answer, look, 
a couple things. I think it's pretty clear the next decade for the stock market is not going to be that good. Now, this is the difficult thing is, if we get a big inflation, let me rephrase that. The real returns on the stock market are not going to be that good for the next next 10 years. The question comes in is, if, if this inflation continues, then you could see good returns, but you're going to be chewed up by inflation. And, and so I, I think I think you're going to have to be much, much more targeted in the next 10 years. I think we're about near the end of this indexing where you get a few stocks going up, these mega caps and everything else goes down. And I think that that's going to change. Uh, and so I think if you look at the 70s, which are much closer to environment we're in today, the markets really didn't do anything for a decade. And I think that's what you've got to be very careful of here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Now, now, All right, well, now, keep in mind you're getting five percent in treasuries right now, so that you know there's other ways to make money. So I think that's probably a better longer term number. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I appreciate your insight, Ted. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Good. Good question. I mean, that, it, it's complicated because of that. It, it, it's also a little bit of you know the, the question is is look. I think one of the things fundamental with everything that's happening in the world today, I think it's a pretty sure bet taxes are going to go up, particularly on the particularly on the wealthier people. And so I think they got to be very cognizant of that and cognizant of that in their tax planning. And so the question is, do you maybe sit there and do a Roth conversion now as a way to reduce the taxes? That might not be a bad idea. You also be when you've got a, a, a million, two, three, four, five million dollar IRAs, you've got to be cognizant of of you're going to get take the brunt of, of anything that happens with Social Security and everything else. And, and I, we're going to do more work on the Max Out Savings Report and the Max Out Savings Show, trying to expand upon that. Uh, do we have another question coming in? Okay. Okay. Okay, welcome to the Max Out Savings. Do we have a question? Okay, I'll take that as a no. Okay. Uh, okay, thanks. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hello. Hello. Yes, yeah, good morning. To the Max Out Savings Show. Yes, I had a follow-up question to what you and Charles were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm actually doing the same kinds of things, and maybe uh, maybe I've misunderstood some things, or I'll add some confusion to the question, but... One thing was converting from a 401k to a Roth. I didn't think you could do that. I thought you had to convert if it's a regular 401k, not a Roth 401k. But if you had a regular 401k, it had to go to a rollover IRA. I didn't know yeah. you could go you could yeah, go straight yeah. to a Roth. Yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah. I, I should have said that. Typically, that's what you do. You do a rollover, and that's we don't really deal with with IRAs at max out savings. I mean, excuse me, a four hundred one case. We deal with rollovers at max out savings advisors for the most part. You know, trust, different things like that. But I understand. Uh, yeah, but you you got to roll it over at that point in time. Then you can do your conversion. Yeah, once you get it to a rollover IRA, then you can convert from the rollover IRA to the Roth. At least that's always been my understanding. 
Yeah, and some of the companies, there are some, some companies will let you take out part of the money out of your 401k plan, do the rollover to take care of it. Some of them won't. So it, it's kind of a complicated area. and You really have to talk to your HR person uh, at the company to see exactly what, what your options are. Yeah, I've always been assuming, like I say, I've got money in a 401k, and if I do want to move it, I'll move it to a – I already have a rollover IRA, and I would just roll it to that rollover IRA, and that's always been my thought. But when I heard you talking with Charles about going straight from a 401k to a Roth, it's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 uh, I should have. Correct. And by, by the way, that's a good point. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, they'll have uh, an old rollover somewhere IRA, and that's that's a good thing to kind of do to, to, to do a Roth conversion on because it's typically not a, not your biggest. It's not the big plan you have now. I find with people, and it's it's easier to do a smaller amount on ta- tax uh, wise as well. Oh, exactly, and I've actually been doing that, you know, kind of watching my tax brackets. But yeah, I have been doing some conversions from a Roth. I'm sorry, from a rollover IRA to a Roth. Uh, the second thing that you guys were talking about the five-year rules, and again, it's been my understanding. Again, uh, I could be wrong, but I thought the five-year rule applied to earnings. Like if you rolled some money to the Roth. Uh, the stuff you rolled is fine, but if there's earnings in there, then any earnings needed to stay there to, for the five years. Does that make any kind of sense? Uh, no, I tell you what it is, is, is if, if, you, you have, if you put money into a, into a Roth IRA, if there's a five-year waiting period on it, but 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 if 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 you do the conversion, you're 59 and a half. Then there's no. I, I'm pretty sure there's no waiting. I'm gonna have to go back and check this. I, I've checked a couple different sources that we're talking, and everybody's a, a couple of them are saying that 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 it doesn't. I mean, just to quote one is. Uh, your subject during several conversions over the years will require to keep track of the five-year period. Uh, the five-year period only comes into play uh, if you're otherwise subject to early withdrawal penalties. Once you reach 59 and a half, the, the penalty, uh, uh, penalty exemption applies. You can withdraw the money uh, of the converted principal penalty-free. So, so yeah, yeah, and that's I guess that's why I focused on that because I'm in that you know I'm well into my 60s, so that's you know, I just pay attention to to you know cases in, in in that age group. But yeah, that that's probably where I got that idea. I wasn't even thinking about you know uh, doing it at a much younger age. Okay, well I just wanted to kind of follow up on the conversation that you and Charles were having. Okay, good, good. I appreciate it. No, I, th- thanks I- for the call. That that's a good thing. I mean, look, the Roth conversion is is a pretty good thing, particularly what we come across a lot of people that just have a huge 401k, particularly if they don't have a lot of savings elsewhere. And putting and converting some of this to a Roth is not a bad way to go, because if 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 in the future you're retired and you get hit with a medical bill or you got to buy a car or something, it's it's a good way to get you can take your money out tax free without pushing up your tax rate. And again, going forward, I think we really. Look, one of the things that I'm pretty sure we're going to see happen is really going to be higher taxes, in particularly on wealthier people. And I think they've got to be very cognizant of this. Uh, the, these budget deficits we're seeing, we're looking at a $1.6 plus trillion dollar budget deficit. We're looking at, at budget deficits of 5 to 6%. 
deficits every year as far as the eye can see of GDP. That That's not a sustainable situation. Either spending is going to have to be cut or taxes are going to have to go up. And, and I think it's likely to be a combination. And, and, and so I, I think this is going to be real interesting to see how this all plays out. So you want, I think going forward, more and more tax planning is going to be very important. When it, you know, Five years from now, when Social Security becomes a really big issue, you know, they're not going to cut a person, you know, making, you know, Forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, and and, and and you know, it's got a couple thousand dollars coming out of their of their social security, and you know, they got little money elsewhere, and they're living off. They're going to cut the people with you know, with two, three million dollars in their plan, <clears throat> with with big pensions, and those type of things. Uh, and so, I think I think a, a broadening out of your different of your different places where you have money is going to be more important, so you can adjust and manage your 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 taxes going forward. It's not a bigger problem now, but it's going to be a bigger problem in the future. So uh, anyway, I, I wanted, so we're talking about, you know, why are we seeing this inflation? What we're trying to get you to understand is, is this is a wartime economy. As we pointed out, it's, it's three wars. Uh, it, it be, it, it, again, we all know Ukraine war. We all know the Russia, uh, the China situation, but the climate war. The, the, we're pouring so much money. I mean, keep in mind, the, the, the Inflation Reduction Act was a trillion-dollar uh, deal. I mean, it was massive, and uh, well, eight, about $800 billion. I mean, that's an enormous amount of spending. Uh, the, the subsidies are so big for, for, uh, for, uh, for environmental wants to put a plan, a battery plan, a, uh, a solar plan, anything. No one wants to do that in, in, in Europe because you guys have such big sanctions. India. India is losing business because we're, we're giving away such massive uh, subsidies that, that they can't compete. I mean, think about that. I mean, we're basically outproducing in India. And, and, and I saw some numbers, and it worked out to be that the, uh, the, the for this one company, Cubic PV, which is a solar company, looking to put a solar plant. They were looking at India, but they found out for I think it's per megawatt uh, or, or however they rate it, it's about one and a half cents subsidies in India, and it's seventeen cents uh, a megawatt or kilowatt hour uh, subsidies in the United States. And they're like, look, we were going to build it in India, but they, but. Everyone in the world is not complaining because our subsidies are so gigantic for this. And the important thing to understand, we have three wars at the same time. We are overspending. We have a $1.6 trillion budget deficit. This is, this is a massive amount of overspending. It's sucking out all the, 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 the engineering talent, the, the machinist talent, the, the technical expertise talent. Uh, out there, I mean, it's it's not, it, it, wages aren't going down; they're going up because nobody can find these workers. I mean, you know, they, I, I saw a story that that they're going into the Permian Basin and trying to recruit workers for tech companies now, and and, and the people at the uh, you know the gas uh, liquefaction plants are, are now struggling to get workers, and so all of this is happening in in the world today. And to understand, with this massive amount of spending, inflation is not going away. They We've fundamentally altered the situation, and this inflation is going to continue. The question is, where's all this money going to come from that the government's spending? It has to be borrowed. 
And this is why these interest rates are going up. Tell what, we're, I've got to hope here a break. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. Tell what, we've got a phone call coming in from Deborah Lee. Hello. Hi there. I want to say... The question that that, uh, Charles raised, when to make the conversion, his question is a good question if you're talking about when do I take Social Security, how long to make up the taxes that you'd pay, or or the, the income that you're not receiving. But when it comes to conversion to the Roth, the motive should be to preserve the future tax shelter that you get from having a Roth. If you expect to live a long time, you could make millions of dollars in that Roth and not have to withdraw it. So your motive is preserve the tax shelter that the Roth would give you. Now, I think, I'm not sure, but I think the five-year rule has to do with the existence of the Roth account. When did you open the account? That has to go for five years. But I don't think you start a new five-year every time you make a conversion. 
No, no, it is, it's the start of the thing. And, and the question is, we're, we're going to try to get the bottom of it. Once you get into retirement age, can you start taking it out right away? And that I'm getting two different answers on that, and I really need to dig in a little bit more on that subject. Very good. Thank you. That, that's an excellent. That's an excellent point, Beverly. Uh, because the point is, is you're not putting doing the RMDs in 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 the uh, the Roth IRA, so you can really build it up over the long term. And I think that's a good point. Uh, I, I, I think it's I think it's it, it's something that really needs to be considered. And again, these all. All of this stuff, in my opinion, how you really need to look at it is is what's going to happen in the future. And, and I think as far as taxation and things, I think it's going to become much more complicated and much worse for wealthier people out there. And, and so it's going to be important to kind of spread your bets uh, on this type of stuff. But that's an excellent point. We've got some of the best. Uh, our, our listeners are some of the most sophisticated people out there, really come up with good ideas. This is, this is great. Thank you uh, for your help, Ted. Take care. Bye-bye. So uh, it's, but but this is, okay. Okay, great. Larry, welcome to the Out Savings Show. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I just have a quick question. So as you're saying, our, our government spending is getting pretty much unsustainable. So kind of walk us through what happens when the government starts having trouble selling their bonds. What, what is it? How is that going to play out? That that is the key. I mean, this is Larry. Great. This is this is the real key. And, and if you look at it, starting in May, the the ten year was about three point three three percent, and it hit about two weeks ago up over three four point three three percent. So it's it went up a hundred basis points, uh, nearly th- a third. And what's going to happen is you start getting something called crowding out. In the crowding out is, is is when that starts pushing away funding for for house mortgages for corporate. Right now, the, the spreads between the corporate and and and, and the treasuries, particularly on the shorter end, is, is very tight. And and because people there's so much uh, there's so much uh, demand. For treasure, people are, we're issuing so much treasuries that that there's not enough demand for it, and and, and that's pushing up the rate. I think we're going to come into some type of crisis where this starts going higher, and really the the, the ten year starts going higher, longer term bond. I think the curve is going to start flattening, but the flattening is going to come more from from the from the from the farther out end, which means longer term rates are going to go up because there's going to put pressure to it, it because we're coming on up on uh, but uh, budget negotiations here starting in September, which is right now it, it to sit there and cut spending. And if, 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 if there's going to be some type of crisis, interest rates are going to go up and that's going to force cuts in spending. It, and it's also going to probably affect the markets in other areas. Right now, our dollar is going up because people should be, hey, that we're recklessly spending money like crazy. Uh, and uh, it's, it, it, you know, uh, what do you, you know, Biden, the, our borders are collapsing. The dollar should be plunging. You know, they're coming up with an alternative uh, currency of some type and financial system with the BRICS. Our dollar should be plunging. But if you look at the dollar, and this is the key, is the dollar has been going up. And it's like, well, look, we don't have borders, crimes out of control, we're spending money, it should be going. What's happening is the Fed is 
our interest rates are higher than most people in the world right now, and we're sucking the capital out of Europe, Asia, and different parts of the world to get this 5% treasuries, you know, 5, 5.3. We, we picked up some stuff. We're getting, you know, 5.3 something uh, here. Uh, the treasuries, uh, uh, I think a year, year or a little around that, which uh, is it, a good deal, and it's sucking the money out of the rest of the world. And so this is going to start choking off growth, and, and it's going to – some type of crisis is going to is going to happen, and these higher rates are going to participate. It at that point in time, it's it's going to it's going to force the government to cut spending, and it's going to also be very detrimental to the markets. Okay, well, I have no faith in our government cutting spending, uh, even in a crisis. I just don't think they have what it takes. Oh, their, their hand's going to be forced, Larry. I mean, the, the problem is, is, is these guys have been getting away with this stuff for years, and, and, and their hand is going to be forced. If, you know, if these rates, if you start getting the 10-year closer to 5%, you know, there's going to be real issues out there. And, and I don't think people understand, and I think they're coming pretty quickly because our borrowing is really accelerating. Now, now keep in mind, uh, the Chinese have been selling bonds. Uh, for various reasons. The Japanese have been selling our treasury bonds as well, and the Saudis have been selling our treasury bonds, and the Fed is trying not to buy treasury bonds because of you know, quantitative tightening. And, and a lot of the banks, which would be normally big, big buyers of longer-term treasuries in here, aren't buying because it's, it's an inverted yield curve, and, and quite frankly, they're underwater on, on, on some of their bonds as well, uh, which is hurting them. So there, there, there's really a dearth of buyers on the buy side right now for a, a number of different issues. So I think coming into the fall, we're, we're headed for trouble, and I think we're going to see some real issues coming up. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Ted. Yeah, great question, Larry. I mean, you really hit the nail on the head of, of really, I think, what we're dealing with. <laughs> so, Ugh. yeah. Well, something's going to happen. Uh, it, so so and keep in mind, at the same time I said all of that, We're fighting this this three wars situation, which is the Russia-Ukraine war, which we're heavily involved in. Russia, you know, which uh, cyber uh, reshoring products, and then then the the, the climate war. And I'll say it again: the the Biden administration was going to declare a climate emergency, but they've kind of getting everything they want. They're like, you know, they'll be pushed back on that. But make no mistake, they view this in the same is a wartime effort and their spending really the, the biggest spending is, is coming up is, is, is really in that area. Uh, it, it's enormous. Uh, you know, I, I looked at, uh, we own a, a small stock, uh, uh, EOS, which is a, uh, which is a, uh, a battery company. It, it this is actually one that's down. It's a, it was one of our smallest positions, and we've just held on to it because we think long term it, it's it's going to do well. But but they had they, they got a, a loan from the government of almost four hundred million dollars. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to a couple. They, you know, I think they were trying to get a fifty million dollar loan, and they obviously upped it up. Uh, it, they they make uh, batteries uh, for special cases, different different types of things, but they use zinc. And they're very long life batteries, uh, and they're also much safer. They don't catch on fire and, and stuff. And, and but but they 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 they've got great batteries, but it costs them a lot of money to get their plants going and stuff. 
they, they got up nearly $400 million. There's so much money pouring into this, they almost, they're having trouble even placing the money in here. And so this is all going to be inflationary. I mean, this little company, they're going to be expanding their plants. They're going to be hiring more workers. Well, where do you get the workers right now? So the idea that workers' salaries are going down, where they're competing with the semiconductor plant that they, that, you know, they, that they got money for, and, and, and the electric vehicle company they got money for, the battery company down the way, and then there's some company that's trying to reshore their manufacturing back to the United States. They're all competing for the same people. So the economy is slowing, okay, right now because China's slowing, the, 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 the free money is running out uh, for, for, for people. You know, they, they're starting to run low. This is why your lower-end stores aren't doing, your lower-end retail stores aren't doing as well. But 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 the higher end people people they're going to continue to do well and so so, so it's going to be kind of a bifurcated economy, but it's going to be a, an economy that's dealing with higher interest rates, and that's going to change the investment world. And, and I think that's still not well understood. I mean, every single day, every time I turn on CNBC, I'm hearing, well, when is the Fed going to cut rates? When are they going to do this? You know, why would interest rates be going down in that scenario? And the answer is it, it's kind of hard to see. And so inflation is not likely to go down. And so stocks that, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 60 times earnings, you know, these guys, they're running into higher interest rates. If someone can go over there, trot over to the treasury market and get, you know, five point something percent, that starts becoming a little bit of, of a of a pushback. And, 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 and so I, and I think that that is, is the issue in, in the world today. This money is not needed in the stock market. This money is needed by the government. This money is needed by corporate America to build things out. Uh, and so it's a fundamental shift <clears throat> that's happening. Now, we, we've had a, a really good move in the market the last couple of weeks. But if you look at it, the, the, the Russell 2000 dropped off, which means they just rotated from the small caps and the big stocks back and forth. And the big stocks are just really tremendously overvalued. The, look, the AI, I mean, everyone's going crazy about AI. AI is so exciting. Well, no, what is exciting is the reshoring of manufacturing in the U.S., the bringing the chips back to the United States, the, the, the rebuilding of the, in, the, in, the industrial infrastructure of the United States is a much bigger story, but it's, it's a lot more fun and sexy to sit there and talk about AI and all the money's pouring into AI. And so I, th I think... I don't think that's the place to be. I, I think, understand, China has taken our industrial base for the last 30 years. If you look back 25 or 30 years, China virtually has never had a recession because they've constantly been bringing all this manufacturing capacity back back to, to China, oh, stealing it from us, and we've been losing jobs. And that, that's now reversed. And so, but it's going to be a higher interest rate world. And so I think this, this creates some of the opportunities out there that we see in the world today. And, I, and I'm not com completely, you know, the, the stock market is, is now having to compete with the government. The stock market is now having to compete with all these people building this plant and equipment. And that becomes a much tougher thing. And this is why we've really been somewhat negative on the stock market here. I, I don't think this, this is the start of a new bull market. Uh, I, I think in certain sectors it is. I, I think commodities are going to do well. Uh, I think precious metals are going to do well because of the bifurcated financial system. I think treasuries, but, but and I think specific type of, of, of companies are going to do well. It, it, and right now, everybody's piled into a, a very small number of tech companies. That, 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 and I think 
that that is tremendous. That's where the tremendous risk is in the market. And so, in, in this world, uh, we talked about three three different wars, higher inflation. Uh, out-of-control budget deficits, you've got to spread your assets out into these different asset classes in different places and be, run a much more conservatively managed portfolio than you have in the past. And we had a caller earlier talking about, you know, what do we expect? I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting stock prices to just keep going up into some brand-new bull market. Now, if we, if we get a big hyperinflation, yeah, it's going to happen, but but we're talking about real returns, and real returns on bonds are 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 really starting to compete with stocks in here. And so this is, I still think the shorter area because I think I think longer term bonds are are still going to go up. I mean, people keep hoping that this economy is going to sell off and in bond bonds are going to go plunging back down. I'm not seeing. It. I mean, this is this is the big back and forth in the world today, and there's a lot of lot different opinions. Uh, but but you know. There's not much risk to shorter-term bonds here versus the long-term uh, in, in this environment right now. And so I think this is something we're going to watch. I think it's going to be very volatile into the fall in here. We've got, we've got a, uh, budget negotiations, the likely government shutdown. We've got, we got huge amounts of borrowing, which is going to pressure the Treasury market. We've got a lot of things happening in here uh, going forward. And we've got in a presidential election coming up, tremendous amounts of, 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 of different things affecting things. And in that world, you've got to look at it a little differently. Anyway, uh, a couple things. So I'm going to try to write some more about Ross. And uh, we'll come out with the Max Out Savings Report in another couple of weeks. I'm going to discuss discuss this. Uh, if you want a copy of the free Max Out Savings Report, we, the list is you know, to get to get the subscriptions completely free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can also uh, go to our website and request an appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you and go over your financial situation. We'll see how you're set for retirement, You know how if you'd like to roll over your 401k plan or what you'd like to do. We can go through the pros and cons. So if you need some help, uh, go to maxoutsavings.com. Oh, final thing. TD Ameritrade is is being purchased by Schwab. They're making the transition this week. So if you have a TD Ameritrade account, which they're our custodian, it's going to be Schwab next week. And so if you got any questions, call us up at the office on that. But we're hoping it's going to go smoothly. It, it, this has been a big project. It's been a couple years in the making. So if you've got a TD Ameritrade account anywhere, it's going to convert to Schwab. So just wanted to let you know. Remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.